Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of Life in the Pink House. And we're actually in the pink house. We're in the pink house. Guess who's back in the house? Body like, wow. <laughs> Watch me drop, drop, drop to the ground. We listened to way too much RuPaul lately. <laughs> um, anyways, it has been a a wild time the past couple weeks. We have been super slack on the podcast. Correction, sorry. I have been super slack on the podcast. Um, like, what are you talking about we, girl? Yeah, because it has been crack time for the wedding, getting things mm. done. Um, crack time? Cracking down time. Oh, oh okay. I was like, sorry. Crack, crack is black. Crack is black. <laughs> <laughs> um, cracking down time for the wedding, and then in the meantime, working 40 hours a week, and then mm. in the meantime, also choreographing for being here. Mm-hmm. Which takes lots of preparation, and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the podcast has to take a little back seat. Take a little back seat. I know people at work have been like, "Where's the next episode?" They've been waiting on it. Shout out to Brooklyn for keeping me in check with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, so today we're talking on a hot topic while we're drinking our hot coffee this morning, and this is an episode that I think we've wanted to do for. Gosh, since we decided that we wanted to do the podcast, period. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is all on with red flags. Red flags, yes, with with a sparkly um, emojis on each side of those words. Yes, red flags. What are the red flags? How do you see the red flags? What do you do about the red flags? Yes. I think that Marissa, you know, growing up, me as her mom, watching her growing up as a teenager. You know, lots of times she did not recognize red flags. And I, as an adult, did not even see red flags. No. And not just in boys, but in friends. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's both. You can see red flags in friends. You can see red flags in future mates. And I think that if I had, honestly, if TikTok had come around back when Marissa was early teenager... I think that both of us would have been a lot more aware mm-hmm. of red flags because I think I learned a lot of information. You know, people joke about TikTok, but I was like, I learned from TikTok. I learned a lot of stuff from it's TikTok. It's so educational. It really is. And, you know, things will come through and, you know, if your, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, whatever, says, say these things, do these things, that's a red flag. That's not healthy. That's not normal. That's not just immaturity it's it's a red flag and I think it took certain TikToks coming through to show me like wow I did not even like wow like it woke me up yeah it's definitely I will say social media and I have an interesting relationship Mm -hmm. I think social media is a wonderful tool to be able to learn and stay connected to people that you don't get to see all the time especially like for circumstances like I'm in where I have lived in you know four states now Mm -hmm. and I have friends kind of here there and everywhere and would love to keep up with them and family that's living in a different state than me and it's really nice to stay connected but I also think you know social media has really bad parts of it where you know you deal with the comparison and cyberbullying and you know craziness of getting addicted to things like how many likes you get on an Instagram post and that just stupid stuff that just kills me you know I was telling Jess the other day I said I don't know that I have ever 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 one time in my life gone to any of my posts to see how many likes it had 
Yeah. Literally have never do it. Like, I do not post for likes. I just post just because it's fun. I post pictures. I like to post funny stories. I post like to post inspirational things, stuff. I post for the memes. Yeah. For the memories, you know. I think it's also about who you surround yourself with, though. This if is you true. have people this who is true. don't really care, it's it's easier to not care. For some time, I found that very important. And mm-hmm. I think for me personally, it felt like it was kind of messing with my mental health. So mm-hmm. I stopped doing it. Like I was like, you know, this is not important. I've had my Instagram notifications turned off for four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very grateful for that. Now, was I checking from time to time and obsessing over it at some points when I was a DCC? Yeah. Yup. We have to watch out for the crazies. Yeah. Putting yeah. stupid stuff on there. Yes. But anyways, back to our point. Back of, to red flags. Back to red flags. For as far as TikTok goes, one thing I do like about TikTok is that it's a platform where people can kind of share their personal experiences. And I appreciate that it almost gives like an open mic for people to talk openly. Um, I know a lot of people don't like to be transparent on social media, but I don't know what it is about TikTok. And maybe it's just my personal algorithm, but I get a lot of people talking about personal experiences Mm -hmm. with things that are just kind of wackadoodle. Mm -hmm. And you're like, thanks for sharing that because you have no many people, you have no idea how many people can be like, wow. I personally yeah. relate to this. Like, I've been through something like this. And I think bad relationships is one common thread that the majority of people can relate to. And mm-hmm. the mistakes they've made and the things that they did not recognize in others that you're like, dang, mm-hmm. I never thought about it that way before. Right. But so here's let's, so, our- let's start, <laughs> so let's start with some funny ones. So this is just personal experience mm-hmm. from Marissa's experience and from from my (laughs) observations Mm -hmm. for a girl looking at a guy if you look at his social media if you know him in person or and or both what are red flags for me it is if he wears his hat like perched on top of his head (laughs) like if it's not all the way pushed down on his head and it's a double red flag if it's backwards and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're going to be like, yep, I know guys like that. And mm-hmm. they are terrible. Mm-hmm. For the, there are good guys, I'm sure, that it's just a style choice. But for the most part, for the most part if they wear their hat like that, mm, run. Those run. Are, like, these are, these are silly ones, but they're true. Like, it's just a... Mm-hmm. I, I saw somebody talking about that on TikTok the other day. It's just like how people wear certain clothing. Like, mm-hmm. that, like the hats. Oh, my gosh. That, that the gives me the ick. Um... That gives me the ick big time. Um, I'm trying to think of of another one that's kind of silly, but... Oh, I know one. Ooh, spell. If they post shirtless gym pics. Mm. Selfies. Mm. Selfies. There's There are some people who too. are just, you know, working on their physique and they're very proud of that. Those are the rare ones. Yes. Most guys that are doing that really think a lot of themselves and it's a thirst trap just plain and simple and they're always going to be into themselves and their body and you know it's just a little it's an ick and like I'm not talking about you know guys posting shirtless pics on the beach no like that's very normal it's the gym pics the dirty bathroom pics the dirty bathroom your sink. Clean your sink, sink, Kevin. Like in your mirror. Ew, ew. No, I I have one. Oh my gosh, this one. This one is this is this one is superb. If he has his Snapchat handle and his Instagram bio, Mm -hmm. red flag. Immature. It's immature. The Snapchat one, I don't know what it is, but I feel like 
you know, if you're looking for a girlfriend or if you have, well, first of all, if you have a girlfriend and your Snapchat handles and your bio, that's just he's wrong. cheating on you. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but, but like, he is. but because he's definitely what talking to other dude girls. is going to yeah. like add you on Snapchat and be like, Hey bro, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like Bryson has friends that he Snapchats that they, but they have like a Snapchat group chat. Yeah. And like, I know that they didn't add each other's handles by looking at each other's Instagram bios. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. that is a hundred percent for girls to be like, Ooh, he's cute. Let me add him on Snapchat mm-hmm. to snap to to talk to him. Now, if you're a guy and you're single and you have it in your Snapchat bio, still a red flag because yeah. that means that they're just kind of thirsty. Looking, not looking for anything serious. Looking for a bunch of girls. Like, if a guy wants to Snapchat you, he'll ask for your Snapchat. Right. He's not gonna just put it for everyone to see. Yep. Which is honestly, I feel like I know this might offend some people, but I feel like Snapchat is so middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're in middle school, high school, no offense. But, like, when you get to the point where you're, you know, graduated in college, out of college, like, Snapchat is not people. as... For yeah. many people. It's more so now for showing funny things, things that, you know, because there's certain people that have private stories that yes. I follow on Snapchat that literally is the highlight of my day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lala. And yes, Lauren. And just hysterical, and it's the best. Yes. And it's just a way to, you know, when you don't have time to personally connect with people, you still feel, it's a way to kind of still connect with people. Yes. And to the follow stories their lives. are different. Yeah. 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 Yes. The I, stories are different. I like yeah. the stories. I, I don't, I like to watch Snapchat stories rather than Instagram. I feel like it's more intimate. I don't know yes. why. I don't have a lot of people on Snapchat. So it's nice to like kind of see what my close friends are up to. Cause yes. the things I post on my Snapchat story are things that like I would not post on my Instagram story for the right. world to see. Like I kind of like it for people that, you know, know me personally to see. Yes. But then also like, I don't know. I just don't communicate with anyone actually via Snapchat mm. on a regular basis. Like, there's no, a few people I that I either. send, you know, streaks to, like Bryson being one of them. Like, because we, I just like it because we, it, it, we started Snapchatting each other, like, right when we started dating. So it's cool to, like, keep mm-hmm. up that streak. But, and, and I love getting to Snapchat, you know, some of my friends because they'll send me pictures and videos of their babies and, like, that kind of stuff makes best. me happy. Yeah. It's a lot easier to send pictures and videos, but like to communicate, like, like please just, just text, text me. me. Just text me. Because <laughs> I'm not going to communicate on Snapchat. Well, like Lauren, she has short term memory issues. <laughs> and so she has to save all the Snapchats. And so I sometimes pause before I, you know, reply on her Snap story or something because I'm like, oh God, she's going to forget what I said. And lots of times, if, she, if she'll save the whole conversation, if she forgets to save it, She'll be like, I don't even know what I posted. I'm like, bless. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to text you, Lauren. I'm just going to text you, Lauren. Um, gosh, okay. So those are those are silly, silly, silly little ones. fun, silly little licks, yeah. as, like I, as I like to say. Um, red flags can range for a lot of different things. There are things that are red flags that I would say, you know, can be a red flag, but can also, you know, not be in combination with other things, you know? And that's what makes it so hard because that's if it was difficult. an obvious red flag everybody mm-hmm. would run from it mm-hmm. and there would never be an issue you know what I mean yes but sometimes you can explain it away and that's 
what happened to us. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with our situation is we explained it away. We, we made excuses. We, well, maybe it's just this or maybe it's just that. Yes. So, so what are some? So this is, this is a big one for me. And personally, you know, we're going to start off with a big old whammy. Mm-hmm. But if he has a lot of trauma and he refuses to go to therapy, mm. red flag. For sure. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that most human beings have some form of trauma by the time they hit age 20. Some For of sure. them it's earlier. Some of them it's later. But definitely by your mid-20s, you have dealt with some form of trauma, whether you relate that trauma to a breakup or a bad situation, bad home life, um, you know, a frustrating time in school, like bullies or, you know, perhaps, you know, you, for Bryson's sake, you know, he's a, a United States Marine and there's a lot of trauma that comes with that job. Mm-hmm. Um, trauma can be in all shapes and sizes, different forms and different circumstances, But I think therapy, whether you've experienced a lot of trauma or hardly any trauma in your life is good for everyone to be able to like openly talk about your feelings and emotions and be able to kind of sort through how you feel. Mm -hmm. If you have a huge traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and it is shaping you into a person that has pretty negative attributes, I would say a lot this is the problem. A lot of people who have gone through a lot of trauma in their life, they don't know how to sort through it and they have trauma responses. Mm -hmm. That is a normal thing that happens. The problem is there are people who have trauma responses where it affects other people. Mm -hmm. They don't want to take care of it because subconsciously they want to keep having that excuse so they can keep doing bad things. This is true. And And not everyone. I think a lot of people who have trauma responses are working through it every day mm-hmm. actively and it's and it is a very difficult thing to go through i have a lot of my trauma responses are i have extreme anxiety and paranoia mm-hmm. um and i get very emotional very easily um and sometimes take things personally when mm-hmm. i shouldn't mm-hmm. and i'm aware of it and i'm working through it and i'm grateful that i have awareness but people who are like, I don't have a problem whenever it's obvious that you need to work through something mm-hmm. and have and have admitted mm-hmm. to that being the reason. Yeah. That's a red flag, sis. That's a huge red flag. And that goes for friends, relationships, home mm-hmm. life. I mean, there's a lot of things that that can be oh, attributed for sure. to. For sure. And some people don't even realize that they have trauma in their lives until later on in their lives. And mm-hmm. you think back onto something else that happened earlier in your life, and you're like, wait a minute, that was really messed up. Like, yeah. That is real messed up. Mm-hmm. And it's like you didn't deal with it then because probably you were just trying to survive it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, 20 years later, it might hit you like, whoa, that's not normal. No, it's not normal and at that, all. And mm-hmm. that's messed up. And you got to kind of kind of deal with that but you talk about being in therapy and I saw something on social media the other day and it's called trickle down therapy it's like me and my friend practice trickle down therapy because one of us is in therapy and the other one is not but the one that's in therapy teaches the like says the things that the Mm -hmm. therapist says to them to help them through so I think that's so funny um but you know therapy is wonderful but also having kind and supportive friends and family Mm -hmm. who you can just vent to like that is a huge thing also because you know having a you know supporting 
spouse that you can go to and be like, let me just word vomit this to you for a minute. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes you just need somebody else to say, to agree with you. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's real crazy. You just need that validation of... Yes, that's weird. Yeah. You, you're you not weird for thinking that's weird. And then you can just kind of move on. Yeah. You know. It's helpful to be able to just be able to communicate your feelings. And I feel like that's why therapy is so beneficial for a lot of people mm-hmm. is people get scared to talk about how they feel at risk of feeling judged mm-hmm. or not supported or that people are not going to agree with how they feel mm-hmm. or help them with how they feel. And so they have to go to somebody who doesn't know them from Adam mm-hmm. to be able to help them sort through everything, which right. is a blessing because it's nice to be able to talk to somebody where you know it's a safe space. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that. And that's I, – I wish everyone had a safe space no matter what. Right. But – a lot of people don't, and that's why I think therapy's just well, so a lot great. of men are not going to go to therapy because they see it as weakness, it, weakness, emasculating, whatever. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you, a real man's gone through therapy mm-hmm. if they've had if they've had trauma in their life. Bryson's gone through therapy. Yep, mm-hmm. and you have to, you have to, if you've had things happen that are just life changing for you. And it's good to, you know, and to just keep talking about it and keep talking about it and keep talking about yes. it because the more you talk about things that have happened to you in your life, you it's like it's therapy just to talk about mm-hmm. it sometimes. Just not to relive it, but just to sort through it. Sort through it. And it's not gonna some things are just never gonna make sense. No. But it you still can you know, some days you have epiphanies of, oh my gosh, I never thought of it this way, but listen to this. I mean we do mm-hmm. that all the time, you know. We'll call each other and say, I just thought about this, but listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is messed up. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's wild. Yes, it's and it, crazy. And it helps you sort through. Because mm-hmm. if anybody has any, you know, big trauma in their life, and I'm, I'm talking like, you know, you know, death of a parent, death of a sibling, mm-hmm. you know, um, abusive relationships, um, you know, sexual abuse. There's been a lot of things that have happened to a lot of people. And it's so funny because like the outside world knows nothing about yeah. a lot of these things. I mean, when they say there's that meme of, you know, what you think you know about the person and it's this big circle and it's like what you really know about it. And it's like yes. a, a pin print, like a, like a, you know, pin it on the paper. And it's like, that is so true because you think you really think you know someone and you don't. Yeah. You don't know the half. It's like the tip of the iceberg. It's the very tip of the iceberg. There's so much more going on. Mm-hmm. And it and it's it's interesting, but but yes, bottom line, if you won't go to therapy. If you won't go to therapy, he or she won't go ther- go to therapy red flag. Yeah. Um okay, so another one that I think is a really big one, a really big red flag is if your significant other wants to have all the passwords or access oh, to your phone. Yeah. Red flag says Listen, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. I don't even know Bryson's password. I don't know I don't even know. I don't even know know it. it. Maybe I know it. He's told me before, like, I've had to ask him to be able to get into it to send something from, like, his phone to somebody else's while he's cooking dinner. Like, I I could probably count on one hand how many times I've had his phone in my hand and unlocking it. Same. Same. And it was because I, I was being helpful. Phone. I don't, I yeah. have never, ever been a little peaky peeker sent because I just don't get the point. Like, well, if you don't, I think that guys who demand that have trust issues mm-hmm. 
and you know and maybe for good reason maybe because they've mm-hmm. been with someone who has not been very honest with them and that and that's a trauma response though yeah. you can't carry your past whatevers mm-hmm. into your future relationships and just because this person wanted to be dishonest doesn't mean the next person's going to be dishonest but I get mm-hmm. I kind of get that that's hard yeah that's real hard but you've got to be able to trust each other um <laughs> I I just am not even going to say the next thing I'm going to say. Okay, keep moving. (laughs) Well, also, like, this is another thing, too. Like, I've been in relation... I have been in relationships where phone access is a big deal, and I've been Mm -hmm. in in relationships where it hasn't. And the ones where phone access is available are so much more toxic than when they're not. Well, I think that most of the guys just to be real honest, mm-hmm. that are asking to have all your passwords and have open access to your phone, mm-hmm. they are the ones that have shady stuff on their phone. I agree. I think also and, and it's so like, that's why. it's it's sketchy because I feel like, you know, in in the in those relationships where it's been that way, they would search through my phone way more than I ever even had a care to look through theirs. But then because they wanted so desperately to look through mine, it made me think, well, what are they hiding? Right. And and nine times out of ten, they are. They are hiding. hiding So Mm -hmm. I just think it's a a lack of trust, which is a big problem. Um, But also it's, it's an invasion of privacy. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, there's things that I text my friends and they text me that... You know, I I know that they wouldn't want my partner reading, right? Like personal stuff, and it's like, you know, there's things that, I mean, I've been watching. I don't know if anybody's seen "I Love You, Man" with Paul Rudd and Jason Segel in it, but that's a big thing that happens. Is like, the girls always share everything with each other, and the guys like kind of feel like, well, like maybe you shouldn't share that. Like that's kind of personal mm-hmm. about me. Like it's just right. a, it's just about some things need to be kept between two people, and some things need to be be kept between other people like well it's about being a grown-up it's about being a grown-up and you know handling things in a mature way and it's like you know it just is what it is um but yeah phone stuff that's that's a big Mm. big 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 deal Mm -hmm. another another red flag okay red flag number three big red flag number three if your significant other is very invested in your past relationships oh that's a good one yes this Wanting was, to know details, intimate details. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, play the whole relationship out mm-hmm. for me from start to finish. And not just wanting to know that, all the details, but then also wanting to, like, obsess about it. Yes. Wanting yes. to completely obsess about it. Compare it. Yes. Yeah. And, the, you know, you have all kinds of exes in your life. I have ex-boyfriends from when I was younger. Absolutely. And, you know, not all relationships end badly. Yeah. You yeah. absolutely can, you know, have a relationship that has ended with someone because it just... Amical just, breakups do exist. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You have a really good one of those that I can think of off, off the top of yeah. my head that just ended just because, you know, Marissa just particularly said, this person is wonderful. He's great. I... He is going to make a great husband and father someday. I wanted it to be for me because he is such a great person. But I just, we the romantic attraction is just not there. Yeah. And, and I don't know why it's not there. There's no reason why it yeah. shouldn't be right it's there. It's just I could not get past the friendship. Yes. The friendship is too, it was too hard. 
yeah, to yeah, get yeah. But and, the, so there should be no problem at all. Yeah, with her carrying into her future a relationship with that person. Yeah, yeah. And people who know Marissa probably know who I'm talking about. And it's like, but that was a problem. Yeah, you can't. If if that's a problem for you to carry through a friend relationship with somebody who was an ex, who it's very clear that it's you know. That's a big red flag if they just cannot get over themselves about the ex. Yes. And like you say, being obsessed with the ex. And I'm not, like, this is another thing, too. It's different if you have a big pivotal thing that happened in your life with a particular relationship that you need to talk through. Like, with my situation, that mm-hmm. was a very big deal mm-hmm. to talk about. Because, you know, everybody needs to understand that at some yeah. point. Like, if you have a traumatic relationship, that needs to be a conversation. Well, you need... The other person needs to recognize your triggers, yes, and to have a a full understanding of exactly what happened. Of exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of okay, now tell me, you know, but it doesn't have to be something that you should have to relive every, every day. day. Mm-hmm. Now tell me about it again. And if they want to throw up things with your exes, you know, this yeah. is this is well, this is why this so person so left, left you. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big red flag. I I just like. You know, Bryson and I have talked about previous relationships before, but it has never been like we half the time don't even include names. Like we're just like yeah. there this there's this was some crazy thing that happened and like mm-hmm. like we'll talk about it, but it's nothing like we're like giving a we have I don't think we've ever given a full full disclosure play by play of mm-hmm. anything where we're just like this happened, this was kind of funny. Like I mean this I, is kind of crazy and we just kind of laugh about it and we move on with our day. Like yeah. it's like cuz it, it is a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is like recognizing that this was a part of your life was a part of your life is in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, this person does not carry on with you. Like it's, it's just kind of like a, a little blip and little page chapter in your story. It's a chapter. And you know, we just kind of chit chat about it, you know, but like we don't go through each other's relationships. I don't want to think about him being with anybody else, even though I know it happened. And I know he doesn't want to think about me being with anybody else, even though he knew it happened, but it is what it is, and mm-hmm. you just well, have I think, to be an adults about it. <laughs> I think the guys that kind of obsess about past relationships, they themselves are are obsessed with their own past oh, relationships. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that is, you know, a reflection of their own issues. Mm-hmm. They're obsessed. They can't get past their own problems. So they also can't get past your past. Mm-hmm. They can't get over either of the pasts. But that doesn't have to be your problem. You're over it. If, yeah. you, if you've worked through it and it is what it is, it didn't work out because of X, Y, Z, whatever, you don't need somebody constantly bringing up a heartbreak. Because whether you're the one who breaks up the relationship or if they break up the relationship, it's a heartbreak either way. It is a heartbreak either it's way. It's a heartbreak mm-hmm. either way. I mean... It just, it just is. I mean, Marissa says, you know, she's never been dumped. We have that, that we mm-hmm. laughed about that. And Bryson's never been dumped. And I'm like, yeah, but just because you've never been dumped God, doesn't mean you've no. never had your heart broken. For sure. I mean, you still, even if you're the one to end it. Yeah. You still. Now, some, some are celebratory heartbreaks. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Some are cheers and some are, oh, this, oh, this was just a huge mistake and I wish I'd have never even whatever. Yeah. And then some are, oh, I hate that didn't work out because this is a, actually a good person. Yeah. And it's just bad timing or, or whatever, you know. Right. 
And I think it's interesting because, like, you know, I think it's funny because Bryson and I both got cheated on when we were in mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. Um, Like, senior year relationships. Mm-hmm. Both got cheated on. And I think we like to, like, we've related to each other in that sense yeah. of, like, it's so funny because it feel, felt like such a big deal at the time. Which, I mean, it was. Cheating, cheating is a big deal. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, you felt like everything is falling apart because it's crazy. But yeah. then, like, afterwards, after you kind of heal and, like, move through life and you kind of learn from the mistakes you made of, like, not reading the red flags yeah. of all of those things, you're like, huh. Well, this was a nice little learning experience. Thank you very much. And you move forward. In a way, you're glad it's revealed early Mm -hmm. on. Before Mm -hmm. more time is invested, Mm -hmm. before you're married and have children with that person and realize what kind of person they are. Oh, speaking of which, y'all need to watch The Perfect Husband. I'm trying to think about what it was on. I think maybe Hulu. I don't know. But it was this girl's whole... It's a documentary about this girl that... It was her high, not her high school, I think her college boyfriend, like long term. And they ended up breaking things off after a couple of years, had like the perfect relationship. They both kind of moved on with their lives. He got married. Uh, he was married for like 10 years, got a divorce. And then they reconnected like 20 years later mm. and they get remarried and everything. And she finds out he's been living a double life, like oh. seven years into their marriage. Yeah. Um, and she's like, they've never had any fights. They've always gotten along. Their relationship was perfect. Like he, she was like, he was the perfect husband. Mm-hmm. And here he was not only like, you know, messing around with other women, but having sexual relations with a student. He was a high school teacher. Oh, geez. And like she found out when he got arrested on their doorstep, oh. all of this stuff. And I was watching that and I was like. You know, she kind of, like, is going back, like, living through and recounting all of the things that have happened and, like, recognizing things that were kind of red flags that she never would have thought before. And I'm like, wow, that's so insightful and interesting because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a learning experience for everyone around you. Like... It is. Wow. Well, I think, I think you know, we talk about we wish we would have known more red flags. We wish we could have recognized more mm-hmm. easily red flags. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me as a mom, as a parent, you know, I feel like every child, you know, we have four children. And by the last one, Keenan, you know, it's like I feel like I have a lot more knowledge to tell him of mm-hmm. what to, you know, this is not normal. This is not healthy. No, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where going in with Marissa, it was, uh, we kind of went into it a little blindly and figuring it out as yeah. we went. And, mm-hmm. you know, as far as other people's behaviors mm-hmm. and things like that, Um I mean, another, a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, we, I never knew, I did, I knew the word narcissist Ooh, um, okay. before, um, you know, three years ago. I had, I had knew that word. I didn't really know what it was. No. Um, until TikTok. And I think it's funny because I think certain things that were playing out in real time, you know, the TikTok's always listening. And <laughs> I think yeah. that things started coming through, you know seven signs that you're with a narcissist and it would be this, 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 mm-hmm. this. And it was like, holy crap. Oh yeah. no. And now it's like, we, we're we definitely not experts, but we, we sure know a lot about it mm-hmm. from firsthand experience. 
and it's and not just from one person but it's yeah. like it's wild the more you learn you start yeah you start seeing it and you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. my gosh even not, watching like reality tv oh man we're like run girl run love like, is blind we're run man run because yes. girls are crazy too like absolutely it's yeah. you know there's narcissists that come in all shapes and sizes for sure all genders and like it's 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 insane to me to see it like in front of your face after you become aware. You're like, holy crap, it's everywhere. It's, it's literally everywhere. like like you woke up. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're like, holy oh cow, God. I yeah. see it in this one, this one, this one. You can mm-hmm. almost point your fingers and name them, you know, one by one. But one of the things, and this is a really big red flag, is someone that wants to escalate your relationship very quickly yes love bombing love bombing we had no idea what love bombing is never heard of love bombing um until marissa lived it in real life and you know it's really easy to get caught up in the in the oh my gosh this person thinks i'm the best thing ever and they're ready to you know change their whole life for me and they Mm -hmm. want to commit to this and they want to do take this step and take that step and fast 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 and it's it's kind of easy to explain it away as someone that's just in love because it can be just that i mean one of my really good friends um one of my dance mom friends she and her husband got engaged like two months after they met or something crazy like that and got married like six weeks later like but they he's a good person and it wasn't love bombing they really did just kind of fall in love and go a little crazy but now they've been married like i don't know how many years like 25 years or something yeah and it was real and i get that and if philip garrison would if we had been a little bit older and he had asked me to marry him two months after we met i'd have said yes then too yeah and so sometimes it is normal. So that's why it's so hard, hard to, to recognize. recognize. I mean, there's yes. a, I think a bit, there's a big mm-hmm. difference between love bonnet, love bombing, and romantic gestures. Yeah, like, I think it's girls hard to don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you know somebody that you've been seeing for a few weeks, leaving flowers at your doorstep that's great. is great. Somebody that you on been on a third date with that you still. Don't even remember their middle name off the top of your head saying mm-hmm. that they think they could, you know, marry you mm-hmm. is love bombing. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, I think when you're in the excitement and the thick of the newness of a new relationship, it's easy to get swept away yes. in mm-hmm. empty promises. Yeah. Also, it's easy for a person to promise a lot of things, give a lot of things, shower you with all of this love and over-the-top admiration. And then when they do something shady, it's easier for you to dismiss it mm-hmm. when all of these things are happening. Right. And that's where the manipulation tactic comes in a yeah. hand. Because I truly do think that love bombers know this. Oh, Like, yeah. they're, like, actively plotting. Mm. Okay, well, if... I do all of this, then I can kind of slip in a little bit of crazy and she's mm, going to not that's think exactly twice right. about it. And then you're six months in and you're like, hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's real crazy. That's real crazy. Like mm-hmm. that's not norm. That's not the norm. Mm-mm. Um, Because, you know, it, it also, I think love bombing, they try to like, it's like they try too hard. Well, also they disguise, they're crazy 
as care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, they, they want to, um, you know, track your location 24-7 oh. because they want to make sure that you're going to be safe on call the Call me road. when you leave and call me when you get, get there. there. Yeah. And why did it take you so long to get there? It should have only taken... It should have only taken you so this amount of time. And where like, are you? Where, yeah. Prove to me that that's where Send you are. Send me a selfie that you're there. Mm-mm. No, that's like, a huge red flag. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between... Masked you know, as, care, as um, worrying about your safety. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a difference between you know being like are there any guys there or are there any girls there mm. and like send tell me like who all is there and be demanding about it versus like Bryson went to a wedding this past weekend and I was you know working and I was like oh who did you get to sit with at the wedding mm-hmm. that's different mm-hmm. of being like oh like I'm curious like who did you get to catch up with and like mm-hmm. that's exciting because I didn't get to join them and I was upset like I was sad, yeah. but there's a there's there that's that's how thin of a line that difference it's very is. Thin. And mm-hmm. and you have to know the difference and that's what's hard about it. Because sometimes you just flat out don't. Well, they they will say things like, and here's your warning, they'll say mm-hmm. things like, Who was there? Mm-hmm. Well, did you talk to him? Mm-hmm. Well, what did you say? Mm-hmm. Well, what did they say? Well, yep. I don't like that you talked to them. That that's the kind of words that will you will hear. Yes, that is your red flag of oh, this is not normal. Yeah. Instead of normal, healthy. Oh, who did you get to see? Oh, that's oh, nice. What did they say? What are they up to? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Moving see, on. It's very thin, like you said. Moving like on. it's it's just like oh, like this is gonna make me mad. This this I whole know. podcast just making me hot. I know it. That that's a big one. Like it, it's just like fixating on those things yes. and mm-hmm. and disguising crazy as care yeah. and and that's then mm-hmm. that's a scary one because people who have been narcissists and you know emotional abusers for a long time will continue to use this and it develops yeah. and gets sneakier mm-hmm. and that's what that's what's scary about mm-hmm. it that's what's really scary about for it sure. um for sure. but also with this comes educational purposes of you learning how people mm-hmm. mask this because that is also helpful Yeah, to be able to, you know, as soon as you get a little whiff of a red flag, like you see that little like end of the tail of the flag peeking out, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm already on alert. Right. Like you already have to know. For sure. So. Oh, I have one. And I have this one from um, 90 Day Fiance and people who know me in real life know I'm obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. I watch all the different ones like the other way before the 90 days like all the ones like I get really interested in the different cultures so that's interesting but it's more so the relationships because a lot of these people you know do have online relationships mm-hmm. before they are in real life and you got a lot of crazy on some of this some of them are very very normal um, but then there's a lot of crazy on there too but mm-hmm. on one of them um, this girl is um, she's from America and she's been talking to this guy from Turkey or somewhere but they've been talking for like a year, dating for a year. Like she's come to see him. Now she has picked up and moved her whole life to Turkey. And this man will not post her on social media. Oh, red flag. He will not post her. Mm-hmm. There, He's never posted her. There's no pictures of her on mm-hmm. his social media. Now he has social media, but there is no sign of her anywhere mm-hmm. on his social media. Mm-hmm. That is a red flag. 
red flag. And he keeps on trying to say that the reason he's not doing it, because mm-hmm. it's a whole thing on the show of her being like, no, that's shady. Mm-hmm. Like her sister is like, uh-uh, that is messed up and that is shady. And you need to post her. If you're going to be with her, if she's going to pick up her whole life and move to Turkey, mm-hmm. you at least should make a post. Yes. Like it's ridiculous. And he says, well, I just... I, if I do that, all these crazies are going to come out of the woodwork and come to you and talk to you about what a bad person I am. And I'm not that person anymore. Anymore. Because okay. I've changed. And the sister is like, sis, come yeah. on. And the poor girl, she is just, she is not seeing it. And I just want to shake her through the TV. And I'm just like, oh, my God. But no, not posting you on his social. If he has social media and you are in a... I am your girlfriend, you are my boyfriend relationship. Even if you're kind of seriously talking and there's no mention of you at all. Mm-mm. Red flag. Red flag. I mean, Red flag. and a lot of people like are not into social media. Like some people don't have social media. That exists. And oh, like, yeah. I think that's really, honestly, I wish I didn't have social media sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it would be so much healthier for me to deal with. Right. But at the same time, like, you know, there are pros and cons like we've talked about earlier, but... Mm-hmm. There are people who use, well, I don't like social media or I don't use social media often, who mm-hmm. do have social media that they will use that as an excuse yep. to not push their significant other. Sister, run, no, run. no, no, mm-hmm. that, that's not true. Like, yeah. I, I remember I was in high school and this guy had um, asked for my Snapchat. Um, I can't remember how because it was not on Instagram. I don't know how, maybe he just added me on Snapchat. I don't know. It was weird. But he had been Snapchatting me for a while and was like wanting to hang out, wanting to go on dates. And I don't know. I just had a weird prickly feeling. Mm. And I kept on asking him, can I follow you on Instagram? Can I follow you on Instagram? And he was like, "Um, I don't have Instagram. I don't have social media. And I was like, okay, interesting. Well, me being a person who likes to believe in the good and people decided to believe that. Well, one day I just had an inkling and I went and searched his exact handle on Snapchat on Instagram. Poof, found it. He he was engaged. (gasps) Engaged. I was like, oh my God. He was private, but had in his bio that he was engaged. Like there's men who do post people on social media too, who are also shady, shady, shady. Mm. So it's like, there's a double-edged sword to this. Like if he, it, but people who even are open about their girlfriends will still cheat. Mm-hmm. They will still be shady. So imagine what they're doing if they're not posting you. Yeah, for sure. Tea. Um, you got to remember girl code on that. You know, if you're a girl and that ever happens to you, you know what you do. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. You reach out to the girl, and it's and hard. You let it's her so know. It's so hard, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's so hard because nine out of ten times. The girl is going to think you're crazy. And mm-hmm. depending on the partner, they will gaslight you into believing that that the person that they were cheating on you with is is nuts and that that mm-hmm. didn't happen and all this stuff. And don't take it personally. It, you know, there were times where I took it personally where I just was like, why don't you believe me? Why don't you see the crazy? Mm-hmm. But you just don't see the crazy until you are ready to see the crazy. That's right. And that's mm-hmm. just how it is. Um, but speaking of crazy, another <laughs> red flag if all the exes are crazy. Oh, yeah, that's a great Red one. flag, Red sis. Flag. Red flag. Listen, Red flag. I will tell you right now, like we were talking about later, earlier, there 
are such things as amicable breakups. There are such things as breakups where the relationship was not right for you and the person did wrong, but I wouldn't deem them as crazy right. per se. Like, if they had some things they got to work on, yeah, but they're not necessarily They're not crazy. crazy. I mean, there's... not for you. I feel like crazy is a big word, and I think it's hilarious because we've used it a million times. But, mm-hmm. like, and a lot of these red flags are crazy. But if he talks about, or he or she talks about all of their exes are crazy... They're crazy. Their mama's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then chances are the person you are with is crazy. Yeah. And because... You can't have five exes and all the exes are crazy. All of the exes are crazy. Mm-hmm. And all of their family is crazy. Yes. That's... that's You are the problem. Not accurate. No. Sorry. That's not... Sorry. No. Like, I, I think that that is just so insightful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... It just doesn't exist. Like... And, and, and you know, I've dated... I've dated a handful of crazies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, like, just, you know, whether they are full sin crazy or just, like, a little, little little nibble in the crazy yeah like just got a, got, a, got a pinky toe in the crazy the pinky toe in the crazy there's a le- there's a wide range but i wouldn't consider them full-blown crazy sort like of, i wouldn't use well that. there's one that i would consider oh there's one crazy for sure but i'm like you know there are there are instances like if, if you're not a big relationship person and you had one boyfriend mm-hmm. and it was a crazy one, like that's different, right? But if mm-hmm. you if you have been in a couple serious relationships, and or your partner and your partner has been in a couple serious relationships, and they say all of their exes was crazy, eh, I would I, that was a red flag. Sis. Huge red flag. I agree with that. Big, 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 big red I've flag. Ooh, yes, I've got one. Um, if they don't want you to have any friends or close family, they want mm. to alienate you. Isolate you from everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's also one that's kind of like can be misconstrued a little bit mm-hmm. because you can kind of take it as, oh, they just love me. I want to spend all this time with me and they just want me all to themselves. And aren't I lucky that I have this person that's basically so obsessed with me. But normal, healthy relationships are not like that. No. I mean, I remember one time, it was about 10 years ago. I can't even remember what I was doing. I was wanting to go do something. And whoever I was talking to said, do you think Philip will let you do that? It was like going out one night or going for a weekend for something. And I, I died laughing. And I was like, Philip Garrison? Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's never a will they let you like what that's so weird that's so toxic and I was like no 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 that's not how it works in our house like he -hmm. does what he wants to do and I do what I want to do and obviously we're considerate of each other and we might say hey what's going on on this week I'm always thinking about doing this we got anything going on you know it's that level yeah but it's not may I go do this and him say no I really don't want you to do that like what yeah. That's wild. But people live like that. Mm-hmm. People are in marriages like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so sad. I just And I, I think th- there's a way to communicate it too. Like, for example, like if you really would like to spend that evening with that person and like yeah. like be it, like there's a way to be like, I mean, I, I have no problem with you going. I just really thought we could spend this time together. Right. That's different than being like No, you're absolutely, absolutely not, not going. Like you you are your own person, even in a relationship. Like, yes, mm-hmm. relationships, they are about compromise. They are about, you know, being equal and being each other's partners and res- 
But it's also about respecting each other and right. respecting boundaries and respecting that each other is also an individual. You have friends. You have a life. You have jobs. You have family that are all doesn't have to be related to each other. Mm-hmm. Like none of Bryson's friends and none of my friends know each other. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun wedding. It's going to be a really fun <laughs> wedding. And like... Look, there might be some love connections I know, there. you just you never, never know. know. But you I think know. that's what's so beautiful about it is because, you know, your friends and family are part of you in a different component of your heart. Like, mm-hmm. and I think you should be able to spend that time with them and never have to think twice about your your significant other getting upset about right. it. Because that's mm. a part of you. It's been part of you. It just is what it is. Right. And it's about having respect. If those resources are cut off, it gets that's a big real toxic mm. real quick. And the alienation. The alienation. The isolation. I mean, it's 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 sketch. And that goes back to like you know, a part of that alienation is, you know, going through each other's phones. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I remember at one point I would get in trouble mm. for texting my friends, mm. period. Like, mm-hmm. why were you talking to them? Well, mm-hmm. because of what I can, because that's my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it was like jealousy over, mm-hmm. over a friendship communication yeah, of being able to share things. Not like I wasn't sharing. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like you talk about different things. Yeah. And, like, there's things that I talk about with my girlfriends, like TV shows that we watch that I know, you know, Bryson don't care about how I feel about dance moms yeah. and talking about, like, girl Roman empires and you know, he's not a Disney kid. So like me talking about a lot of stuff that has to do with work, I know sometimes he's not going to understand and it may bore him. And I'm like, eh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll give him the short version and I'll give my friends who get it the long version, That's right. Mm-hmm. you know? And like, I'm sure he feels the same thing about, you know, sports and oh, baseball God. and fantasy football, fantasy football, all, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, like it's you don't really you need get an outlet enough to appreciate it so right you need you, an outlet you for friends to, and family absolutely and you need to respect that the person has friends and family and you want this is another one if your significant other does not have any lasting friendships Ooh, red that's flag. a big old red flag red if, flag if they are sitting at home watching the watching the clock waiting on you because they have mm-hmm. no friends mm-hmm. it, there's a reason that they have no friends yeah people that have no friends there's a reason that they have mm-hmm. no friends i'm just gonna be real honest and this is the thing too there are good people out there who you know do have a hard time connecting and i think a lot Absolutely. of it tristan's do, one of them yeah tristan has a hard time making friends yeah he, you know has had this his one good friend since um, kindergarten, you know, and they are still best friends. But then, you know, it's hard for him to relate to other people. Yeah. Tristan's on the spectrum. That's absolutely, you know, part of it, if not all of it. Yeah. But it's just kind of hard for him. He, he does things like he isn't good with remembering people's names. And, you know, um, he had a really hard time with it in middle school. And, you know, I think I talked about this on another podcast or maybe I didn't, but in high school, it has been a little better. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed, you know, I still have, you know, he's just 14, so I drive him to school, drop him off at the high school and pick him up. 
And I do notice like him chatting with other people. Like when he gets out of the car mm-hmm. or he's waiting on me, I do see him talking to other people. Which is great. Which is great. And that's unusual for him because he is perfectly fine being alone. He yeah. was one of those kids and he would just sit there and we'd take him to the park and he would just play by mm-hmm. himself and would be happy as a clam and wasn't upset. I mean, we uh, would say it would be sad that he would be excluded sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he had no idea. Yeah. Not a clue. He was happy, 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 and he was just fine on his own. For sure. And, and I think so there's like, that's different. Right. Because he does have friends. He's just, you know, it's just a part of his life. But if he has no friends. Right. No friends. I mean, and, and we've all dated, I think, people that are like that. Yeah. That have no friends. Yeah. And we've had other friends that have no other friends besides us. Yeah. So that's a red flag too. Or if they make friends and lose them quickly. Yeah. And I think it's also about like, you know, a lot of people have a hard time making friends based on how they were raised. Like, you know, if you moved around a lot and like didn't feel like you could get attached to the area that you were living in, like you can't get attached to people either. So I think that's definitely a hardship. But, you know, I think that there are people who have very small circles and like to which keep their circles bad small, with that. which that's nothing. There's nothing bad with that at all. Mm-mm. It's it's, it's n- preferable, honestly. There's a difference between that and you know, ten surface level not friends. wanting to make an effort to make friends, right? Either. Yeah. Like there's not a, even trying, right? There's a difference between like you know trying to get adjusted to something and like giving it time. But if like if you have been a hot minute of mm-hmm. you know being a certain being in a certain place in your life where you, you know, have not had friends or, like, you don't have plans to go do things with other people other than your significant other and, like, don't want to do that. I don't know. I just feel like it makes it super unhealthy. Yeah. Especially if your other – if your partner has that outlet. Just because you don't, you shouldn't be able – you shouldn't make your partner feel bad for having that outlet, You need to go try to find some friends. Yes, yes. I mean, you can try to find some friends or just be content in your aloneness. Yeah. If you want to be content in your aloneness. Oh, my God, I love to be alone. Be content in your aloneness. Like, it's okay. But, like, you can't make your partner feel bad for having that outlet. That's right. Mm Because everyone has to deal with life in different ways. Right. Point blank, period. There we go. Okay, here's a red flag that I feel like is an interesting one and can be debatable. It are if they are a recent cheater. Now, mm. I, now I was watching. You know, Love Is Blind. I love Love Is Blind. I think it's so interesting, especially for things like red flags, because when you take the physical component out of it and the social media component, and you're just talking to somebody and getting to know their life and all of those things, you can really kind of start to see who people truly are. Mm. And I think it's very. A very interesting concept. Now, this goes back to recent relationships. If you are a recent cheater, you need to tell your partner. Mm-hmm. If you're starting to date somebody new, and I, when I say recent, I say within the last five years. Yeah. If, if In the last five years, if you have cheated on somebody, that needs to be communicated to your partner. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to find out at some point. Oh, yeah. Whether somebody tells them or or, unco- you, or you uncover it or somehow it get, it slips out that that happened. Or if the person comes back three years later and says that and tells you themselves. Yes. I mean. It comes out. It comes out at some point. Like, you know, 
in in some way, shape, or form, you are going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Your partner, if they are not open and honest with you about that, that is a big Huge red flag. Red flag. Mm-hmm. Now, I will it's say hard enough to accept it for sure. I mean, at all. I think you know. I believe in the phrase "once a cheater, always a cheater." But I also, yep. But I also believe that people can have big things that happen in their lives that can change them mm-hmm. for the better. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I, I think that it's rare. Mm-hmm. But it is possible that somebody who has cheated in the past can learn from their bad mistake mm-hmm. and not do it again. I do think that Absolutely. that is possible depending yeah. on if that person wants to change or not. Yeah. And I also think if they're withholding that information from you, that's a big indicator if they're going to change yeah, or not. For sure. I think mm-hmm. people are so scared about being open and honest about their mistakes in the past. I think mistakes are super important. To well, share. let's just talk about that. Let's just hit on that as far as, you know, mistakes in your life. Because mm-hmm. let's be real honest here. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Everybody, Everybody makes made. mistakes. Everybody has Everybody those days. Yeah. So there's a big, big, big thing on admitting your mistakes Mm -hmm. there's a lot of value in that there's a lot of value in coming through even a couple years later and saying hey I've been real I've been thinking about this and I want to own up to my mistake Mm -hmm. and I want to tell you that I maybe I didn't recognize that at the time or maybe I did but that was wrong and I'm sorry Mm -hmm. and you know I've I've said before you know I would it wouldn't matter how many years later you know, you don't, no. you hate to live your life thinking that you're owed apologies from people, but you do kind of feel like that from some people. I do. Yeah. I feel like I'm owed apologies from some people. And it's like, if they came to me and said, Hey, I realize I didn't handle that in the best way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry of how that went down. You know what? They would be 100% forgiven. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like what I tell people all the time it takes a big person to admit that they did something wrong mm-hmm. that they admit that they were wrong or maybe that they w- weren't wrong just that it could have been handled better yeah. and I think about that in my own life you know with things that I kind of you know you all have those things that have happened in your life and you're like eh, that was not I wish that wouldn't have went down the way it did for sure and you have to look at yourself and reflect on yourself and say how could I have handled that differently yeah how could I have responded differently Mm -hmm. how could I have you know hindsight's 2020 and you can only do you handled it Mm -hmm. the best way you could in that moment somebody told us that when when Marissa was competing in pageants they said you just have to answer the question answer the on-stage question and move on and they said you just can't like dwell on it you have to think about it what you know you said you said I answered that the best way I could mm-hmm. in that in moment, that moment, in that moment yeah. of my life. And yeah, every single person forward. thinking back on it, would, you would have probably said something completely different. But you handled it the best way that you knew how in that moment. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that, you know, later on you can't look back at a situation and say, I really wish mm-hmm. that I had not done X, Y, Z. Right. And, you know... It may seem kind of weird to kind of think, I wonder if I should tell that person that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it just makes you feel so much better. I was just telling Marissa the other day, I had said something um, to a friend one time like two years ago. It was 
basically a judgmental comment about yeah. someone else. And, you know, as time has gone on, I thought about that comment. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and mm-hmm. thought about it and thought about it. And I thought, why am I thinking about that yeah. so much? And I thought, because it was judgmental. That's why. Yeah. And you know what I did? I called her up one day and said, I just want to let you know, like, I've been thinking about this. And I said this. She barely even remembered me saying it. And I said, it. that was very judgmental and harsh. And I feel really bad about it. And I'm sorry. And I shouldn't have said that the yeah. way I did. And, you know, it's really bothered me. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's wild that you even remembered that. But she said, but that does make me feel really good that you recognized it and apologized for it and thank you and you know what I didn't think about it again yeah and I felt so good and I was like and there you go so it's like admitting your faults Mm -hmm. and and moving forward and being honest and being honest with yourself and that's that's a big thing that people I think that a lot of people that have a lot of red flags cannot do they cannot they cannot accept responsibility for their actions, no. nor take accountability. And, you know, no. I think, you know, I've made plenty, plenty of mistakes in my life. And everyone has. Everyone has. Everyone. Oh, gosh, I'm going to get on my soapbox. Everyone is an imperfect person. Yes. There's not one person on this earth walking around no. right now that is a perfect individual yep. who, you know, doesn't make mistakes. Um, you can take this into a Christian way or not, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't sin, whatever. There is nobody on this, this world on this planet right now that is perfect. No. And you have to take accountability for your actions if they mm-hmm. are faulty. Mm-hmm. Which we all make mistakes every day. Whether that's, you know, personal or, you know, you've done it to another person or, you know, whatever. I think it is so important to take ownership and reflect mm-hmm. back and be like, honestly, I could have handled that better. Yeah. Honestly, I probably need to apologize to this person. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think that I need... I don't think I'm going to have a good conscience Yes. if I move forward with this circumstance the mm-hmm. way that it is left right mm-hmm. now. I think it's so important for being able to have a reflection moment and being able to grow from it mm-hmm. and being able to address what was wrong and apologize for, for it. For your part in it. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and this is the thing, like... I believe in forgiveness, mm-hmm. but I also think it's really hard to forgive someone who doesn't take accountability for their actions. Absolutely, it, I I believe that you should for, forgive everyone. Yes, to a sense. Mm-hmm. I also think that there are some things that are really freaking hard to forgive. Yeah, when someone just doesn't get that they're wrong. Yeah, I mean it's like the the saying. There's such a big difference between. I'm sorry you feel that way oh. or you felt that way rather than, you know, saying, I'm sorry I made you mm-hmm. feel that way. I'm sorry that my action of this may have made you feel a certain way. That That mm-hmm. is so much more impactful mm-hmm. than I'm sorry you feel that way. Because yeah. that's not that's saying. That's a shady response. That's a shady that's, response. That's a shady, that's a shady apology. That's that, in, in, in lack of better words, I'm sorry you feel that way is... Well, that's your little red wagon. Mm -hmm. You're feeling that way. Oh well. Oh Mm -hmm. well. They're not sorry. Yeah. It's you can it completes it completely negates the sorry. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 not. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but oh, I hate. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but that is the worst. But this is 
this is the biggest, I feel like this is such a big red flag that's in any kind of toxicity in your life, whether that's friendships, relationships, family members, work environment. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's just so important that the people that you surround yourself with on a daily basis know how to take accountability for their actions because it allows you and enforces you to take accountability for your actions. That's true. You are a representation of the people you surround yourself Mm -hmm. with the most. Yeah. That I I truly believe that statement. Mm-hmm. You inhabit the habits of people that you spend the mm-hmm. most time with. If you spend time with people who gossip a lot, you're going to gossip a lot. Yep. If you spend time with people who are naturally negative people and oh, God, really get yeah. frustrated over the time, that brings that out yes. of you. Saw that in you too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I mean it. It can heavily influence and impact for sure how you act in every single day of your life and in, mm-hmm. in every part of it. And if you surround yourself with people who hold themselves accountable, mm-hmm. it's going to make you that type of person also. Mm-hmm. So it's just important to have that around. And you don't want that to be in your relationship because you know what happens? Then you start to act that way. That's right. And then you're ugly to each other. Mm-hmm. And like that, if one person is toxic, it's going to bring toxicity out of another person That's also. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, it's, it's like a virus that spreads. It is, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, there are so many things that, you know, I look back and I'm like, I feel really bad that I handled it that way. I I truly do. But I would not even have known to handle it that way, way. if yeah. that person, since that person handled it that yeah. way. Because you've learned those traits yep. from that person. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important it's to recognize. It's called reactive abuse. Reactive abuse. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Yes. Yeah. So that reactive abuse is when someone has been um, abusing you in a verbal manner or physical whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it pushes you to your breaking point that all of a sudden you're the one that's screaming insults back. It is reactive abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing with narcissist um, trauma is they push you to that mm-hmm. level. And then all of a sudden they're calm and they're recording you and you're acting like a crazy person, admittedly. But it's because you have been pushed to that point. Mm-hmm. And so that is reactive abuse. And th- recognizing what that is mm-hmm. is a big step it's in big realizing, thing. oh God, I, this is so toxic and I got to get out of this. Yes. So I got to say this before this leaves my mind of another red flag. If their friends and family, especially their mom, is like, oh, that's just how they are. Oh, red flag. Huge oh. red flag. Oh, that's, preach. That's just so-and-so. That's just how they that's are. That's just how they are. What that means is they are a jerk, and their mom even realizes that they're a jerk. And they're an and enabler. She, and they're an enabler, and they are going to be fine with them treating you bad. And I am all about unconditional love for your significant other, for your children, for your family. If that's how you feel towards your family, yes. But also going back to the point we made before, everyone makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. And if no one points it out to you, you know what? You're going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep doing that. Like, it's like, it's the same analogy as if, you know, I was walking outside and I'm walking, I'm walking in the backyard and I get bit by a snake and I'm like, Ooh, ow, ow, go inside. 
And I say nothing to my friend who says, hey, I'm going to go outside and walk around. Mm-hmm. You, you say, okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. That's the same thing as watching someone you love do something bad and not calling them out on their mm-hmm. actions. It's the same thing. Because mm-hmm. you know what? Somebody's going to get bit again. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen again. Yeah. You know? Or you're going to learn how to do that too. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's the same thing. You don't want somebody to get bit again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's like, I can't imagine. I have three boys. And I can't imagine talking to anyone that they would be interested in romantically and saying, well, you know, they're just a jerk. That's just, just who how they, they are. are. That's just who they are. What? Yeah. You, and you know what? If, you know... I have said with the experiences that Marissa has gone through, if that was my son, he would be in some kind of inpatient therapy program to assess what has happened. And I would definitely be taking responsibilities on my part in it as a parent. Because mm-hmm. obviously, if you've got someone that is abusing someone else, you have failed as a parent somehow. I'm just going to say it plain and simple. You have failed as a parent in some way. And so you need to take responsibility of that as well, mm-hmm. of something you have done wrong or missed. Yes. And we're, you know, we as parents, we lots of times we're doing the best we can. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're flying blind. We're, you know, trying to do all the right things. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, life just happens and sometimes things just happen. Yeah. But if it comes to a point to where your child is abusing someone else's child, then it is time for you as a parent to step up mm-hmm. and say, okay, something I've done is has contributed to, contributed to, this. to this. So yes. let me take steps for myself also for if I have other children that they won't turn out like that either. either. Yeah. So and there's I think that. Also like, parental you know responsibility is so important just like taking accountability for your own actions and the Mm -hmm. result of that you know I think parents don't even have to do anything like per se abusive or terrible for their child to result that way it can be as simple as lack of support neglect where mm-hmm. a person does not feel supported in that way. That is a form of trauma for someone. Absolutely. That's a form that's of really, abuse. That's a form mm-hmm. of abuse. It's it's neglectfulness. And I think that people have a hard time recognizing that. Again, yeah. people have a hard time owning up to their actions yeah. and taking accountability for right. things that they may have done wrong. Right. And, you know, I think it's so important that parents stop this act of, well, that's just how Jimmy Bob is. That's how he mm-hmm. is. Yeah. You know, he's take it a, or leave it. He's just a player. You he's know, just, he's I just know. Rude. That's he's just how just he jerk. is. Well, mom, if that's how you know how that's how he is, then why didn't you do anything to fix it? Right. Mm-mm. Why did you not do anything to fix it? Is that you're doing your child a disservice? Yeah. Gosh, we've watched too much Doctor Phil. We have watched too much. <laughs> well, and it's just we we had to talk about this this week. Of well, she's spoiled. She's just spoiled. That's how she is. That she's just spoiled. Like okay, well, who made her spoiled? You yeah, did. you did. And what, and, and, and what, there's a difference between understanding that you had a privileged upbringing mm-hmm. and being and spoiled. being spoiled. Like there is a big difference. There's also a difference between having expectations and boundaries and demanded wants yes there is a big difference i mean we were watching um love is blind Mm -hmm. and you know watching stacy on there Mm -hmm. getting so bent out of shape because izzy didn't have 
you know, china to eat off of. He had paper paper plates. plates. Which, a lot of guys... That's what they like. They don't give a crap what kind of plates they eat I would think that would, if I would have went into his apartment and seen that, I would have been like, yep, that's about right. Yep. It's a, it's a man. <laughs> you know. But they're they're going to have red Solo cups and paper plates. You know what? If I was a female living alone, I might would have that too. Yeah. You know, if I, if I just hadn't got around to buying real plates mm-hmm. or whatever. We sure have plastic and. Oh, we got and, our 50 cent Walmart plates. We have them paper here at plates. the house. Yes. yes. We, we have it. Because sometimes you just don't want to have to do the dishes if you she know you're going out tripping. of town. She was She was having a fit. And then you, you see him have a conversation with her dad. And he's like, you know, love could be blind. But also love wants to, to fly first class. And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I was like, pause. What did he just say? Like, I'm sorry, but like, no, 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 no. That is not a need in life. That is not a need in life. That is so ridiculously shallow and unappreciative. Mm. And that is just absurd, honestly. And that is, that is what I'm saying where like, she is in her thirties now and she is a spoiled little monster who can't, Mm -hmm. who can't find somebody who's ever going to make her happy because that person doesn't exist. Right. That doesn't exist. It's just like Mm -hmm. you are doing your, uh, your child a disservice by not allowing them to be grateful for things. I mean, I remember being great. It's the being grateful. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid and going to justice was such a big deal we are throwing it back yes Yes. justice was was the cream of the crop for a little girl yes it was because that stuff was expensive it was so expensive we Mm -hmm. never went to justice unless i had we had like justice bucks Mm -hmm. and gift cards that i would get for birthdays or christmas Christmas. Mm -hmm. or if i wanted a gift for christmas like i would get Mm -hmm. you know a pair of justice jeans or an outfit Mm -hmm. like it was a big or, deal or a little bathing suit or something like that. It was a very big deal. Same mm-hmm. thing as American Girl dolls. Like yes. American Girl mm-hmm. dolls are so expensive. I knew that if I wanted an American Girl doll, it would have to be a Christmas gift mm-hmm. or a birthday gift. And that was probably going to be one of my only gifts. Yeah. Like, because it was an expensive purchase. Mm-hmm. And I knew to be grateful mm-hmm. for that. Because a lot of kiddos don't even have birthday parties. Mm -mm. They don't get presents on their birthday. Mm -mm. You have to recognize that, like, you, anything that you may receive, you're not guaranteed to have. No. You, you don't, (laughs) you deserve nothing. You deserve nothing. (laughs) Think about dance moms. You deserve nothing. That's right. Yeah, that, that's how it is. You have to be grateful for the kindness that people show you because, you know, I believe that you, if you are kind to other people, you deserve kindness back. I truly mm-hmm. believe that. I believe everyone deserves love and kindness. Um, I, to, an, to, an to an extent. To an extent. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, I think that it's so important to appreciate that things like the luxuries of clothes and well, it's, it's, bags it's, and, you know, toys and things like that are a wonderful thing to be appreciative of and not something that is a demanded want well and i think as a parent you have to start very young with your children making sure that you don't make them spoiled because and it's just things as simple as 
going through the checkout at Walmart. Can I have this piece of gum? No. No, we're not getting that today. You just have to say no a lot. Yeah. Because you know what? Every time you go to Walmart, if you let them have that that one time, then the next time mm-hmm. you let them have it, well, then the next time, that third time, they're going to expect it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, well, we always get to get a piece of gum. Mm-hmm. So why can't I get a piece of gum today? Mm-hmm. You know what? I say no most of the time. And then one day I say, yeah, you can have that today. And the kids are like, you're the best mom, mom ever. ever. Over a piece of gum. <laughs> over a piece of gum. Over a tiny little, teeny tiny little thing. And it's not about, you know, denying your kids things. It's more so about making them appreciate it. That you know you don't get to get a Starbucks every Monday. No, you don't get to get a whatever every time. Keenan every day before wrestling started, um, wanted to, which if you followed the Keenan's corner, he did make the wrestling team. Dear God. Yes. He's had one he scrimmage. That's the most nervous I've ever been watching any of my kids, including Marissa first solo age four, like any of the things like yeah. that. I, w- I thought I was going to die. It was a lot of anxiety. Hopefully I will get better with watching him. It's just, it's a thing, but I can't remember what I was going to say about before wrestling. No, before, before that, before he would go. To after-school activities. Oh, oh, oh. Before he went to after-school activities, he wants a milkshake every day. This boy could eat ice cream every single day. And he asks me for a milkshake every day. And I'm like, no. And then I finally had to say, well, Keenan, let's, I'll be like, no, I'm in too much of a hurry. I've got to be at the studio at this time. Or no, we have to go pick up uh, Tristan or blah, blah, blah. And finally I was like, okay, well, well, you can have it one day a week. One day a week you get to get ice cream, you know, from McDonald's. And so that one day a week was like, he looked forward to it. He planned it. Oh, it's going to be Tuesday Mm -hmm. this week. We're going to do this. And it's very much appreciated and not expected. Yes. And so it is, it is that part of it in not creating a spoiled child. Doesn't mean you don't have to give your kids the world. Mm -hmm. You know, we took our kids to Disney world every other year, all of their childhood and which is a huge sacrifice absolutely it's a huge monetary sacrifice and you know we always say we could have been in a much larger house much sooner had we not done all our disney trips but we wouldn't change anything because we've made all those wonderful memories with our children and it was great but now every time we go to disney are we you know staying on disney property maybe yes maybe no every time we go are we doing you know, breakfast with Cinderella. No, we're not doing that every time. You know, you don't have to do. Were we on Disney Dining Plan every time? No, whenever that was around? No. no. Yeah. Now, to be fair, we, we jokingly called those trips starving at Disney. because Starving at Disney, yes. <laughs> because Disney's so expensive. And, like, it's ridiculous sometimes to, to pay so much money for, you know, a simple cheeseburger and french fries. You don't want to. You don't want to pay no. that unless you're seeing characters. Yeah. Like, I will gladly pay for a character meal because I think of it as good investment of my time, too. Because yeah. you think, okay, if we're doing Crystal Palace with Pooh and Friends when the kids were little, I'm thinking, okay, this is like four characters, four or five characters, however many were in there. Pooh, Tigger, the gang. I think, okay, we would have stood in line for two, three hours just to see these people. So instead, we're going to eat 
and see them. And yeah. it's a little more enjoyable. Knock out two birds with one stone. It is a time I, investment it also. It is. It <laughs> is. It is. But man, you don't want to spend that money for just cheeseburger and fries. You don't no. want to do it. So when we starved at Disney, you know, you can... It, Disney is not like Carowinds. Like Carowinds, for those who don't know what Carowinds is, it's a local theme park. You can't take food into the park. But at Disney, you can. You yeah, can, you can. You can take in any food you want. And so we would snack it up. We'd have full-on sandwiches and book bags. Yeah. I mean, people have coolers. And it know. was nice because, like, we, like, even though, you know, we jokingly called it starving at Disney, but we don't really call it starving at Disney because we didn't have the dining package. We called it starving at Disney because Barbie de Garrison doesn't know how to take a take a seat during the middle of the day. Because nope. she likes to go, 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 go at Disney World. And we have to be like, Barb's chill. We gotta eat. We're hungry. We're hungry. So, like, you know, that's why we call it that. But it just, it was just funny because it was coincidentally, you know, those trips. But, you know, it it was, we even found appreciation in that because it was like, okay, we don't have to wait to be seated. Mm -hmm. We can literally sit here right now. And go nom nom nom. We could eat it while we're walking if we wanted to. We'd eat it in like, line. Eat it in line. Like it was just like that was just not. It just made it to where you found the beauty in in other things. You yes. found appreciation in other things, simpler things. Um, which I think it's so funny that we're talking about Disney because that's such a luxury. But you know, like yeah. But even even things like that. I mean, I think it's just so important. And 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 also there is a difference between spoiling spoiling your child and them turning into a spoiled brat, mm-hmm. and spoiling your child and then recognizing that they're spoiled and appreciating all of the things mm-hmm. they get. But I think that you have to be able to not spoiled spoil your child in the mm-hmm. process of also spoiling them sometimes to make them appreciate that i agree like it's a balance it's a balancing act it is and i think it's a you know good way that you can handle that with your children just my parenting advice is to be transparent yes. you know if they want you know an american girl doll you then you say things like oh i can really see why you want that that's really nice that's a very expensive gift and that is something that you know, maybe you will get for your birthday or for Christmas um, because that's a really nice gift. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to put a dollar amount on it. No. But, you know, just letting kids know, just growing up, oh, those are those are expensive justice jeans. Those cost way more than, you know, these jeans from Walmart. Mm-hmm. So those are really, really nice. So maybe we'll put that on your Christmas list Mm -hmm. so that when they get those jeans, they see the value in it instead of just demanding. Like I I just cannot get over the demands of, of kids and teens and young adults here lately. It's like, wait, what? I know. It's like, it's like kids have never demanded anything in their life. Like, like, I'm sorry. I would not have dealt with that very well. No, I just, mm -mm, they knew better. I think the biggest thing that I think the common thread with all of this is not accepting bad behavior yes whether mm-hmm. that be from a parental standpoint of not accepting your child's bad behavior mm-hmm. or being in a relationship and not accepting mm-hmm. bad behavior because either way you can enable somebody to do something that they shouldn't be able to do and then they have the excuse of but you've allowed me to do this for so long you've well, allowed yeah. me to act this way for so long so why is it now a problem if you, why is it all of a sudden a problem now if you let your child stay up till 11 o'clock every night and then all of a sudden you're like okay it's nine o'clock go to bed they're gonna be like what are you talking about what do you about? mean i've been up they're at gonna 11 laugh o'clock. at you yeah they're like, 
you're, you're not serious because you let me stay up at 11 o'clock all the time. It's the same thing okay, same as, thing. you know, letting your significant other go through your phone on a regular basis. And then, you know, three months later being like, no, I don't. Want I you don't to do appreciate that. that anymore. They're gonna be. They're gonna be like, well, the, what's the problem now? Where right. it should have been acknowledged as a problem from the beginning. From the beginning, not the allowing beginning. bad behavior. That's a that's a really good th- mm-hmm. common thread mm-hmm. in not allowing bad behavior from a mate, mm-hmm. not allowing bad behavior from a friend. Mm-hmm. And you know, just not allowing it in your in your life in general. You Setting know, boundaries for for the kind of behavior that you want to surround yourself with. Well, and you know, uh, we've seen this quote mm-hmm. for a couple years, and we still, you know, I say it to Marissa, she'll say it to me, I'll say it to Jess. Well, you know, we'll say it to a, a lot of people in our lives. When people show you who they are, believe, believe them. them. Believe them. Believe them. Don't look at. They're gonna in time. All truth is always revealed. And, and karma's real. Karma's real, and you will see how people really are. They will show you exactly who they are. And so, what's hard for us is it's sometimes hard to accept. Yeah. It's our problem. We don't want to accept it. They're showing us. Mm-hmm. They're showing us exactly who they are, no matter what the deal is. It's us that see it, and you think, but you don't want to believe that somebody is really like that. Mm-hmm. Or it's sometimes it's just kind of almost like impossible to believe you're like that is so wild so Mm -hmm. that just must be like a fluke or mm -mm, yeah nope believe them but sometimes people have to show you time time and and time time again again for you to get it and be like okay Mm -hmm. I get it I see it I see you and I'm and I just am deciding to not have that be you know part of my life and you know I, I say you know you can always keep people in your life, you know, most people, you know, if you want to not have them in your intimate personal life, you know, I told Marissa a couple of years ago, I said, it's kind of like you're on stage and you mm-hmm. have people that are in the front row cheering for you, doing all the things. Mm-hmm. And some people sometimes get moved from the front row to the nosebleed mm-hmm. and they just, you you know, it's fine. It's whatever, mm-hmm. you know, no hard feelings or maybe there are, but and then I think she said one time, and sometimes they get moved all the way out to the parking lot. I said, yeah, that's right. They're denied access. Denied, denied access. Denied access. They have no you access come to you. You cannot come in. You don't have a ticket. Yeah. And it's up to you to decide who has those tickets in your life. Are they going to have a front row ticket to your life? Or are they in the nosebleeds? Or are they in the parking lot? Where are they at? Where are they at? And they're and you know the great thing is you get to decide. Yeah, it's your you, it's in it's your hands. It's, in your, it's hands. your control. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a hard thing to realize sometimes is accept that there are terrible people in the world. Mm-hmm. There are people who are bad for you, but aren't necessarily terrible people either. Mm-hmm. There are pe- you have to find the people who are going to fill your cup mm-hmm. and that are going to bring you positive vibes, mm-hmm. happiness, and that you want to bring happiness in their life too. It's a right. two-way street, you know, maintaining relationships, whatever kind of relationship it is. You have to be willing to put forth the effort that a person's putting into you as well. And you have to deem who is worthy of your time yes, and mm-hmm. who is not. And it's all about how you are treated and respected and loved and cared for and how that looks. Well, I think different people like different things. You know, Marissa, growing up, her people that she 
has bonded the tightest with and has identified with the most girl-wise, friend-wise, well, maybe not just girl-wise, but friend-wise, is people who keep it real. Yes. Keep it real. They're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. If if she's doing something and they're like, you know, I don't think you're making the best choice with this, they're going to say something. Yep. They're going to say something about it. They're going to be honest with her. They're going to, you know, not be nice to her face and talk about her behind her back. They're yeah. gonna they are gonna they <laughs> yeah. are gonna be the ones to hold her up when she can't hold herself up. Yes. And you know, she's had a lot of people that really have held her hand tightly through her life for many different through many different journeys. And, you know, it's those that you know, you can sometimes with friends, you can go a whole year without seeing someone. You can go a whole yeah. year without talking. I, I told her that would happen in early adulthood. Mm-hmm. I said it just happens, and it's I said, so you're hard. just so busy, and everybody's so busy doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in your twenties, you are trying to survive. Yeah. And I said, but you have friends that all of a sudden you'll catch up with them. I can see Ann Whitener and I can, we can pick up right where we left off. Yeah. And it's like zero time has gone by. I can see Jill Kathy once a year, Jill Wesson. And mm-hmm. it's like no time has transpired. And, you know, that's a true friend that's like, I get it. I'm busy. You're busy. We still love each other. We're still going to be here for each other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just have to find those people who are not going to be like, well, you haven't called me in six months, so I guess we're not friends anymore. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, that's not that's not real life. And you know that you do have friends that you still talk to all the time. You know, and you talk to every single day, or mm-hmm. you know, twice a week, or you you know, you have just and it just kind of ebbs and flows through seasons in your life. Mm-hmm. And lots of times, it just has it depends on what you're doing in your life. For sure, if you're married with a baby. You're going to be going out a lot of times with other couples that are married with a baby because you bond over that. Yeah. You have a lot to talk about, all those things. But you relate, I, you relate mostly to the people who are going through the same paths as you in yes. life. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't mean that the people who are going through different paths you can't relate you know, relate to or be friends with or have really close relationships with because a lot of my friends we are not in the same place in life in yeah. different different circumstances. But it keeps it also interesting with your friendships. But just like, you know, saying like, I know, you know, I'm going to be able to kind of lean on my friends who have been married for Mm -hmm. a minute or are planning a wedding and Mm -hmm. going through kind of the same things and stresses that I've experienced or currently going through the same stresses that I'm experiencing. I'm going to be able to relate to them and really lean on them during this time to give me advice and to be a friend and check in and help. You know, rather than some of my friends who have not a clue what I'm going through. Yeah. And and that's okay. You you sometimes just need different friends, you know, in different times of your life, like a little more mm-hmm. than others. And that's why you have friends. They're there for you through all the trials and tribulations of life to pick you up, dust you off, and you're there for them in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do your part as a friend too. It has to be two-way street. And I think that's, it's so important to select your mates and your friends and the people you surround yourself so carefully because you have to find people that are going to be selfless sometimes. Well, I think that a lot of people choose their friends based on 
you know, extracurricular activities. Growing yeah. up as a dancer, you have a lot of dance friends, mm-hmm. you know. Growing um, up in pageants, have a lot of girls that can participated in pageants. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's funny because a lot of Keenan's friends are baseball boys, and he does not play baseball. He doesn't <laughs> care anything about baseball. And we think that that's kind of funny because a lot of his friends are really into baseball. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of the, you know, abnormality of him being such good friends with those boys. But... You know, it just you you have a lot of common interests, but you sometimes just because they're your, you know, you know them from this activity does not mean that they're the best friends for you. Agreed. It, mm-hmm. Sometimes that's just not the case. Sometimes you you just have to really hunt to find your people, and I think that you really find your people when you go through a valley, and when yes. something terrible happens to you, and they are there for you to lift you up, to hold you up when you can't hold yourself up, you really remember who those people were and that I, were there yeah. for you, not just in your triumphs, not just, you know, want to brag on you because you were her friend in high school because now she's a DCC. It's, <laughs> it's the people who, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, people who barely numerous in high school all of a sudden want to, you know, message her and like talk about them being friends. And Marissa's like, we were not friends, sis. You were mean to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. But all of a sudden they were friends, friends in high school, quote unquote, you know, it's yeah. like, uh-uh, no, it's the ones who saw her at her lowest. It's the ones her, who, it's it, the ones who called caught girls talking bad about me and how I looked in my prom photos Mm -hmm. who three of them came and told me and texted me and called me and said I just want to let you know right now that these people are not your people Mm -hmm. those are your those are your real friends those are the people who are going to look out for you Mm -hmm. and you know what that's what you need in your life you need people who are going to watch behind your back absolutely to make sure that people are going to be there for you and keep an eye out and be able to be your second pair of eyes and ears to help you out navigate through life because it is hard life is it hard. is hard mm-hmm. and you know it's it's all about finding the people who are going to be there for you unconditionally and support mm-hmm. you because I have a lot of friends who came out of the you know, woodwork. woodwork, not friends, sorry, a lot of people that came out of the woodwork during my biggest triumphs, and I'm so grateful for my triumphs, but it's hard to have people come up and be like, oh my god, how are you? So, can't like, like, when can I see you? How can we hang out? It's like, why do you care to hang out with me now? Because mm-hmm. I'm successful. Right. Is that why? Like, that's so, that's so icky. It's it's like, no, you, you feel used. You feel very used. Absolutely. And also, mm-hmm. like, I think it's really interesting to see who also disappears from your life mm-hmm. when you have big triumphs. Yep. Because people can't be happy for other people. Nope. I am all about being excited for when good things happen to good people right like oh my gosh yes yes. pop off sis Mm -hmm. like you you work like i i mean honestly it it can be for anything even if i don't know a thing about it like girl you work that nursing major like i could never do what you do how impressive is that like keep popping off keep working hard like i i love whenever people get to achieve their goals and aspirations and you know something good happens for them i was i was just talking about this the other day and um Jasmine came by to pick up her um, bridesmaid's dress for the 
the wedding mm-hmm. and everything got shipped to my house and stuff. You know, we have a whole room that's all wedding stuff right now, but Jasmine was in town um, and stopped by and I got to meet her boyfriend who's also named Keenan. So that was funny. Um, and she's just doing so great. And then I think it was the next day or, or a couple days later, her mom had posted a memory from when she had won homecoming queen mm-hmm. in high school. That was and one I, of my favorite days ever. Um, and I said, this is so funny. I said, because I was just literally thinking about this the other day. I don't know what made me think about it. Maybe it was seeing it on social media, mm-hmm. like the courts being announced that made me think about it. Mm-hmm. But I remember when she won and then I... I'm going to cry thinking about it. Come running up into the stands. And she was like, Miss Barbie, Miss Barbie. (laughs) And I just, I felt like it was one of my own children. And just the genuine happiness we had for her. And it was such a small little thing. But it was the desire of her heart at the time. And we just thrilled. Thrilled It could not have happened to a better person. Because this is the Jasmine that I knew that came to my house. And, you know, fed Marissa ice cream with a spoon when she... You know, had her wisdom teeth out. <laughs> she is a good person, and you yeah. want good things to happen for good people. Like, good for her. When Ava Cooper won Miss Tour Kramer, I was just like, oh my God. I know, I cried. We all cried because she is an amazing person. person. Yeah. And, for, and that is something that she wanted at the time. And for her to get it is just like, heck, yes, sis. I mean, you just feel so happy for them and you celebrate for them and I think it is just so foreign for us to think that people would just not be happy for you I mean it's just wild I remember you know just people like being so terrible you know about people even as silly as like people getting nominated for things in school mm-hmm. like a senior superlatives like what who cares yeah. who cares but people would be so ugly about that just like who ugly. you know just ugly, just hateful ugly. and like the the jealousy and stuff is just so interesting to me because it's like why you focus on like we're <laughs> I've watched too much Love Is Blind we are not even in the same lanes we are no. not driving on the same road we no. have different goals and aspirations in life so why why the jealousy? why do you care like like okay like you're pursuing a career in politics or in in health or whatever you want to do with your mm-hmm. life that is your choice and and you go do that live the live the life that you want to live mm-hmm. and 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 be amazing and and have a wonderful time but don't be hateful because I'm doing something different. Right. I'm not going to be hateful because you're exceeding in your life like mm-hmm. who, who who gives a crap like like we need to be supportive of each other and everything well, that you do. I mean, I yeah. remember after I made DCCs, this girl I went to high school with posted on her Snapchat story, and a bunch of my friends showed me it. Mm-hmm. A girl who was not nice to me in high school, and but was very fake to me to my face. She posted, "I just don't get what the big deal is about being so, some stupid Dallas Cowboys cheerleader." And people, people showed me it. P- people are so dumb thinking that yeah. they can just like say stuff and nobody's gonna tell the yeah. uh, the person they're that they're talking about. Tell you. Like yeah. you're gonna find out. I yeah. was like. Oh, that's hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. I was Mm. like, that's so funny. You know, it's so funny. Well, and for, they don't realize that, you know, turning it around, Marissa and I'll send, you know, things from Instagram that we'll see posts and we'll send it to each other and be like, have you seen this? Good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, Like, I just don't get people that can't celebrate other people. 
Yeah. But a lot of people can't. A lot of people can't. Uh, they can't. And that is just wild to me. Yeah. I don't know why it's so wild to me because I have been around the block a time or two and that should be really, really used to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh my God, did you see this? She got into law school. That's awesome. That's incredible. Oh my gosh, did you see this? Like she is, you know, got her nursing degree. I know how hard that is. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah. look at her living this boss life. Like good for her. Or look at her. She's got this new relationship. This guy looks nice. Oh, good for her. I hope it works out. You know, yeah. like I just don't get it how people are Putting alive. positive vibes into the world of like reinforcing good energy. Yeah. Like really rooting for people to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I believe this too. If you put good energy in the world, good energy, good energy comes, comes back, back to you right. also. Mm-hmm. Like you you have to be able to find happiness in other people's successes Absolutely. also. But people don't. But people don't. They I mean don't. I mean if I'm going through a rough day, if I'm going through a really rough day, it makes me so happy to like push on Instagram and see somebody talking about Having this a good day. huge thing mm-hmm. or like a lot of people are getting married right now and engaged and you know advancing their careers and you know and I also appreciate people just being transparent online and being like it's been a rough month and I'm thinking girl me too I yeah. feel that mm-hmm. thanks for sharing like really yeah. appreciate that honestly because we all need mm-hmm. to be able to relate to something at some point point. and right. I just appreciate people being able to share who they are mm-hmm. and you be able to support them no matter what right. like no matter what and those are the kinds of people that you need as your friends those are mm-hmm. the kinds of people that you need in your relationships as a significant other. If you find that you're with a significant other, with a friend, if you find that you're happy for them, but they're not always happy for you, Ooh. that's a big old red flag. Yeah, That Brian. you need to get out of that relationship. You need to get out of that friendship. Because if they're a real friend, or if they're a real person that's going to be a good person for you to be with mm-hmm. romantically, they are going to be happy they for you. They are going to be happy They're going to be you. happy for, if anything that you're happy about, they're going to be happy about. For sure. For, for sure. They, that is what it is about to be in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what it is about to be in a friendship. Mm-hmm. You have to have people who are going to love you and support you through mm-hmm. the highs and the lows of your life. Mm-hmm. No matter what. No matter what. If you decide you wake up today and be like, I'm going to be a professional belly dancer, and that is Slay! what I want to do, then you got to have your hype girl saying, girl, you go do that. You be that professional belly dancer. I will be at your first show. And that's awesome. And I love that for mm-hmm. you. I mean, I think a and lot be of like, people. like, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, were very confused as to, you know, why I left Texas, why mm-hmm. I left things I did. And, you know, I think a lot of people have been confused about, you know, certain friends of theirs changing their life path in the middle of doing it mm-hmm. or like just completely, you know, negating what they had worked for mm-hmm. beforehand to pursue something completely different. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, people can get a little confused, but you know what? It's not about that. It's not about Mm -mm. you. Mm -mm. Not everything is about you. No. It's about being a good person, supporting another person in their Mm -hmm. journey on life. Because you know what? It's their life to live. It's not yours. That's right. You Mm -hmm. get to choose what you want to do in your life, and they get to choose what they want to do in your life, in their life. And then in the meantime, you just support them. You just support them. You just be, just, just be a good person. Mm-hmm. Moral of the story, just be a good person, just, honestly. Just don't be a jerk. Just, yeah. don't, just don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. 
I know this was kind of a lengthy podcast today, so um, I know, <laughs> oopsies, but I think a lot of you who listen to this, listen to it on car rides and getting ready and working all of those out. things, working out. out. I mean, people have shared with me so many great things about this podcast, and I'm so grateful. Thank you for being so supportive. You know, I think for my mom and I, this is a really good way for us to connect and be able to sort through our our emotions and be able to kind of you know, relate to the world and Mm -hmm. be able to kind of, you know, give advice that we feel like should be shared. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm so grateful that y'all are, you know, supportive of that. We, We don't even look at analytics of how many people listen to this I, I don't, don't even, care I don't even know how to I, yeah. I literally know nothing about podcasts I'd wa- I looked after the first episode just because I was curious but mm-hmm. I have not looked since um it's not about how many people we reach through this podcast it's more so about you know even if one person listens and mm-hmm. can feel impacted by something that we've shared or mm-hmm. you know it may it makes our day a little brighter you know with Keenan's Corner or something or right. other we feel like we've done our job. And yep. I feel like that's what you should use it. social mm-hmm. platforms for mm-hmm. is to be able to somehow make an impact. Yes, I agree. To be able to, you know, influence the world in a positive matter and to be able to find people that you can relate to. That's what it's for. So, well, you know. It's, you know, Marissa, we've talked about it's hard sharing the valleys of your life and, and sometimes. And, you know, when, when she did her dance choreograph for our older girls last year, Don't Wait, you know, it was a very sensitive subject for mm-hmm. girls as young as 12 doing this dance and of course you know we presented it to them in a way that was easy for them to understand, understand. and mm-hmm. you know not inappropriate but it's like but 12 year olds do need to know that they mm-hmm. do need to know that there are toxic people out there toxic friends toxic boys and Marissa's like I wish somebody would have sh- shown me this when I was 12 mm-hmm. years old I wish they would have told me it's not okay to have a friend who only wants you to have her as her, your only friend but that's it's, not a yeah, real friend because that translates to your relationships of isolation mm, yes. and mm-hmm. you know thinking that that's okay and you know it's it's not okay for someone to be possessive over what you wear and yeah. how you act no. and who you surround and how yourself you style with. your hair and how much lipstick you wear and, and how much makeup you have on yes. and, and all mm-hmm. of these things like it is not okay and and you know, I've, it's, it's domestic violence awareness month. And on TikTok, so many people have bravely shared their full stories of Mm. their abuse. And I have so much respect for them for doing that. That is so courageous. Mm -hmm. That is something that I don't even think I could ever do. I think I, I'm able to, to give, I'm able to give messages to people in different ways of how to help them. And, you know, share that I've been through this, but it's really hard to be able to lay it out all on the line Mm -hmm. like that. And for someone to do that, it gives you just like, it gives you peace knowing that you are not alone in this world. You Mm -hmm. have been, there are other people who have been through this. And, Mm -hmm. and then also like, you know, to see some of these people being 15, 16, 17 years old that have been through this. I'm I like, mean, I cannot imagine. Oh, my God. I, but they I mean, are. They are. It happens. And it's wild to think that, you know, people experience domestic violence in home life, in relationships, in friendships, in workplaces, mm-hmm. at all ages, mm-hmm. in all genders. It can happen to anybody. Absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. it's so important to be able to to share that openly like people need to know about the dangers of life so that they can prepare 
and guard their heart and be aware and have open conversation and i i'm so glad that like we're able to use social media the arts all of these things as a way to communicate with people mm-hmm. on how to express themselves on how to you know, regulate their emotions and figure out how they feel about things Mm -hmm. and to have epiphanies and realizations that they may not have even had before. That's, that's what we want to use this podcast for. And, you know, we're going to have lots of other fun things to talk about. I know we want to do a whole episode on how Barbie feels about the Barbie movie. And, you know, we're, we're going to talk about, you know, all things studio wedding. Yeah. Wedding studio owner life. Um, Anything that you want to hear. I know Teaching your own child in dance. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. are also, I've gotten many messages about a mother and daughter open dynamic where, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom and I have a very close open relationship where I think a lot of parents don't take her parenting style. um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's so interesting and so beneficial to Mm -hmm. learn from things like that, especially when you have a child that is a female and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going through all the changes in life and it's so important to be able to, you know, help them in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people are interested in our relationship in that matter of, you know, trying to like figure out new parenting techniques, mm-hmm. how how all of that works. Um, I know that like I have learned a lot from from my mom and and how I want to parent my kids. So it's I just think it's interesting. Um, and, you know, dating culture, I think that is always something that's interesting to talk about because our target audience right now are people who are in their 20s and 30s that are going mm-hmm. through, you know, serious dating, considering marriage, considering starting families, their lives. starting mm-hmm. their lives and trying to figure out how to live a life. And mm-hmm. um, not just how to live a life, though, but how to live a happy life, how to live a happy life. Yes. How do you live a happy life? What is it about life that's going to make you happy? So, because, you know, we only have one life and why not be happy? Why not be happy? Why not do all the things you want to do? If you want to lay on your couch and have a veg day and, and watch friends all day, you know what? You do, you boo. It's your yeah, life. It's you your do life. what you want to do. It's your life. And if that's what makes you happy today, that's what you're going to do that makes you happy today. And there should be no guilt in that. And, you know, I, as far as, you know, things that we, you know, may say or warnings that we may give or, you know, to kind of wrap it up with red flags, um, if if we could just help one person. Yeah. If one person could listen to this and be like, holy cow, yeah. that is wild. And that is mm-hmm. that just describes to a T this person in my life. And I never thought about it because I'm being made to think I'm the crazy one. And mm-hmm. if, I, if I, oh my gosh, they're just validating to me. That is messed up. And that yep. is crazy. And maybe that's not what I want in my life. Maybe I, maybe I do have the strength to to end things and to, and to change my life because you can change mm-hmm. your life. You can start over. You're never stuck. You're never stuck. Never, ever, ever. Yep. Yes, y'all. I mean, honestly, if you ever need anything, if you ever have questions for either of us, my DMs are open. We can have a conversation about it. If there's a topic that you'd like us to focus on, I know we have lots of plans, but... We would always love to cover several topics in, in one podcast. If that would be what your little heart desires, you know, please let us know. We we love being able to chat about all the things. I feel like we have both lived mm-hmm. a lot of life in short periods of time. Mm-hmm. And we have lots of, you know, helpful advice to, to give. And also, you know, 
we learn from each other on these podcasts, I feel Mm -hmm. like. I think it's so important also for, you know, if you have something to share with us that, you know, maybe we can learn from and explore from as well, please send it our way. We would love to, you know, this is all about growth and figuring out, you know, how to live a happy happy life. I think that's, that's so important. Well, I've always said about my dance studio, you know, I don't claim to be an expert by any stretch of the imagination. And I've never, you know, been where I'm like, oh, I know the best way and the best way is this. Honey, if you think you have a better way of how to do, how to handle a situation. If you've got a better way of how, if you know how to measure and hand out costumes in a better way than me, let's hear it, sis, because I am all about finding the better and easiest way to do things. And Mm -hmm. that's just not in dance studio life. That's in life in general. Life in general. If you're like, hey, I've realized if I do X, Y, Z, it really makes me happy and it's really helped me have a better life. Mm-hmm. We want to hear it. Yeah. Share, please. Share, please. Because yes. anything that, I mean, I feel like I have a very, very happy life. Have a, have a stressful life sometimes. Yeah. With running. <laughs> we all do. We all, everyone has a stressful Everyone has some Every sort of stress person. in their life. Yeah. yeah. But it's about handling the stress and enjoying your day to day. And making the most out of every day to where when you get to the end of your life, you look back on your life and think, man, that was awesome. Yeah. It was just great. I mean, good times. Good Good times. I think about my life, you know, when the kids were little and, you know, we see little ones here. We saw somebody holding a two or three year old on their lap at the middle school honor roll thing this morning for Keenan. And um, Keenan was getting his thing. He was, he's sixth grade. And that little girl mm-hmm. was third, like three years old. And I was like, that was Keenan. Whenever yeah. I was coming to this for you, like I've lived that life yeah. right there. See you, sis. You know, I see you. She's struggling, trying to get the kid to be quiet. You're trying to be there for her sixth grader, but also trying to be a toddler mom. And I'm like, yep, I've lived that life. And yeah. so it's just nice to hear the, the hacks and things that work and things that don't work. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. you think things are going to work in parenting. Some things you think, sometimes you think things are going to work in relationships and they just don't. They just don't. They don't. And it's mm-hmm. nice to kind of share, don't do this because I did this and that did not work. That did not work. That was nope. not nope. good. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I am, I am what they call a recovering people pleaser. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. learning um, how to get out of, because I, I recognize I love making people happy. I love, you know trying to put in that positive energy into the world and hoping Mm -hmm. that people will give me that positive energy back. But also you can't make everyone happy. That's unrealistic. You can't make sure that everybody's going to give positive energy back your way. And I think that that's something that I'm still learning from every single day and trying to navigate. And I think a lot of people are, are recovering people pleasers too, or, you Mm -hmm. know, are people pleaser that would are, is recognizing that some parts of that are just not healthy. Right. Um, and, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I think has hurt me in relationships in the mm-hmm. past of, you know, staying with people probably longer than I should, whether that be a relationship or a friendship, because I just don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah. I don't want anybody to feel hurt. And, mm-hmm. and in the meantime, I'm hurting myself. Right. And so it's like, you have to be able to recognize recognize that and sometimes put yourself first and not be ashamed in that. Yeah. And that's hard sometimes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you, y'all, thank you so much for being so wonderful and, and content and listening to all of our shenanigans and all of our chit chats and all the things. I cannot wait to drop more episodes for y'all. Um, you know, let us know what you want to see and we can't wait to have another episode for you soon. All right. Bye. Goodbye. From the pink house. From the pink house. Thank you.